Third Shift presents The Imposter's Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news. Now, here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to IG2G. This is episode 40. I'm your host, Matt. With me, as always, is Eric. And hey, do you like cowboys? Do you like shipwrecks that you got to investigate? Do you like Breaking Thrones? Do you like like a little cool like mishmash of like your favorite action figures all like jumbled in together? Well then, hey, have I got the show for you? That's this show. Tune in. We're gonna get to it in three, two, one, go. Top five releases. First up today, we've got dun 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 my favorite series in the whole wide world, or one of them because I have many favorite series. That's Castlevania Requiem. This title is amazing because you're getting not only one but two fantastic Castlevania games. It is out as we speak, as of this moment. So go pick it up and play it. You get Symphony of the Night and you get Rondo of Blood. Let me tell you a real quick story about this. Rondo of Blood came out in Japan only a long, long time ago, and the main character was Richter Belmont, who is the Belmont clan guy. He wants to go fight old Dracula. Only the Belmonts can kill Dracula or, of course, Alucard, which you'll learn in a little bit. Any of the who's. So in that one, Richter goes to the castle. Dracula's come up, blah, 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 blah. He saves the day. He walks away. Everybody's happy. Well, guess what? Not even a year later, I think, in the time span or whatever. Maybe it is one mm. year later. The castle mysteriously rises again, and Richter's nowhere to be found. Who's going to save the day? So Alucard, Dracula's son, comes out of hiding and says, I'll figure out what's going on, dun da 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 and pursues Dracula into his castle to find out all sorts of strange things are going on, and maybe Dracula isn't the bad guy that's the ultimate bad guy, or is he? We don't know. Who knows? I'm not going to spoil it for you. All I do know is you get one of the coolest things ever is a flashback to Richter beating Dracula, back in Rondo of Blood. Mm -hmm. And then you get the famous lines that are memes everywhere across the world of, you know, you steal men's souls and make them your slaves. Ha! It's wonderful. It is wonderful. Except except you don't in this version. No. Because these are ports of the PSP version when they re-recorded the dialogue. And they did. So you, mm -hmm. get, so you get to be really sad and just go, oh. Yes. And that is the one complaint that everyone, besides saying that the port's great but it's not perfect, is that yeah. the voiceovers are atrocious. They're even worse than the original voiceovers from the said games, which were already atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> but the music's all there, all the classic Castlevania music, the beautiful 2D art, everything's all there. Get this game because it gives you two amazing games in which you get to do and explore what basically kind of created that whole metroidvania style and mm -hmm. and just gives you a look into the past which i will say symphony of the night still holds up to this day as a great game anyway rondo of the blood though is definitely more of the old school archaic castlevania type game but it's still yep. awesome and fun nonetheless so go check it out playstation only if you got any other system and don't have that it sucks to be you and hey, speaking of great games you should play, Return of the Oberdin is out for PC and Mac. This is developed and published by, what is it, 3909 LLC. Basically, it's Lucas Pope. It's the guy who did Papers, Please, which was a fantastic game in its own right. You should go play that if you haven't yet. But in Return of the Oberdin, you play an insurance adjuster who, back in, like the, I think it's like 1607, something like that, 1707. But the old colonial days, this ship has come back. It's like a ghost ship. Everybody on the ship is dead. You got to figure out what happened to everybody. What do you have to do that with? You got a logbook. You got a picture of everybody. You got a little journal. What else do you got? You got the Memento Mortem, which is a pocket watch like device. So when you find a corpse, you can be like, hey, let me check it out. And it goes whoop, 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 whoop. And you get to see and hear like the last few seconds of that corpse's life. 
So you get to look around and be like, oh, Billy was over there and Steve was over here. And you get to piece together who killed all of these people or if not who killed them, how they all died. So you got to go through this entire ship putting together this logic puzzle as you try and piece together clues from this guy's death and that guy's death and the sounds you hear and the, the things you see in those last few moments. Really cool, also really cool graphical style. It's totally like black and white, but like a like a one bit style with like where they use like dithering and like cross hatching and all these other you know graphical terms. I don't even know what they mean to convey shading when it's really just black and white. And it looks really cool. There's nothing else that looks like it. If you look at it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But really cool game. I've been hearing people say the story is actually really good, like the story of the crew and what happened. And it's really affecting, you know, people and, you know, lingering with them after they finish the game. I mean, even just graphically, it looks like nothing else, so you should play it. But, you know, the whole concept of it, I'm totally into it. I'm, I would get it if my PC would support it, so please give me a port to something else, too. But Return of the Oberdin. Everyone should play it. It looks freaking awesome. Not to be outdone by that, next up on the list is Marvel's Spider-Man The Heist. Yes, everybody, Insomniac has just thrown out the first DLC of the three, which I think they're going to have more, but right now it's just a three-pack called uh, The City That Never Sleeps, and it's all going to be based around Felicia Hardy, a.k.a. The Black Cat. This is the first of three in her story arc, so if you were expecting to finish it out with this one and then move on to something you are incorrect sir or ma'am this actually ends with a couple missions in which they are a big big cliffhanger from what i've been told uh if you're wondering what to expect from this particular dlc you get as i just stated a couple extra story missions you're going to get three new costumes none of which have new abilities however so just make that a note in the side of your little brain you get a couple new um uh, burglary slash uh, activity types out and about in the world. You get a couple new, uh, oh man, what is it? You get a couple new enemy types, and I think that's about it. I think you get one more like a grab, you know, grab and go, search around the whole environment, sort of shit going on. Mm-hmm. And a lot of interaction between, of course, Felicia and Mary Jane and, of course, Peter Parker. So if that sounds like something right up your alley, which it should because... From all word and reports, Spider-Man was amazing. You're going to want to get back in that world and check it out. So, hey, did you know that there's a game coming out that I was not excited for at all, and then I looked more into it, and now I'm super excited about it? Did you know that? Nope. Oh, well, that's Thronebreaker, The Witcher Tales, and that's out for PC right now, and it's coming to PS4 and Xbox way later. I think it's in December, but I'm going to tell you all about that later in the episode, so stick around, suckers. All right, to round it out in the old what's out, what's happening... Guess what, everybody? Hello Games is still there, punching people in the face, handling business. They just released another, what is it? Free update for their game, 1.7, The Abyss. What does this one do? Well, they want to take it into a more uh, spooky, well, hey, it's Halloween. Guess what? Makes sense, right? Domain, Mm. and that's the oceans. The oceans, by meaning the oceans of all the different planets and all the different places. (laughs) Do you get to go down and live like on a little underwater base and then find like a tentacle thing that comes up and makes a face and then like a crazy Russian guy who wants to blow everything up? Mm-hmm. Is that what this is about? Yes. You're awesome. Almost that's correct. A, that's, that's a great movie. <laughs> there is a tentacle thing that has an eyeball that does some kind of weird, strange thing to you. So there nice. you go. There's that. Basically, quick rundown of the abyss. Hey, there's going to be whole new biomes, whole new creatures underwater, new plant life, new things to craft, harvest, etc. New abilities for you to go underwater and explore in an increasingly better, more 
uh, adventurous environment because, of course, before it was a little bit bland. They've been working hard on the land, but now they're getting into the oceans. In your current labs and studies, you can now add in cool little like uh, ocean flora, like fish tanks, things like that. And in your underwater uh, labs, you can add like window, just windowed hallways so you can look out. That kind of stuff's all been added. Nice. And the coolest thing here, which I thought was really neat and made me slightly interested, was that they had, they were like, well, you know what, in your scuba gear and your little jetpack, that's all neat and fun, but it takes too long to get places, right? And you're vulnerable to the creatures that inhabit said ocean, and w- mm. of which they added a ton of, so that way you're feeling more immersed in this world, or worlds. They went ahead and said, hey, we're going to let you craft a cool little submarine. So now you can make a submarine in which you can traverse the whole area, explore, find new things, get new crafted stuff, all that good stuff that everyone loves to do in No Man's Sky. Awesome. Yes. So if this free update sounds like it's something you're interested in, uh, grab it. It's free. It costs you absolutely nothing. And if you haven't picked Mm -hmm. up the game this weekend or right now, I can't remember which, sorry, it's on sale, hardcore sale. So consider picking it up. And we've talked about this many times before. They've really stepped up their game. They've improved it a hundredfold. It's come around. People are playing it again. The multiplayer is out. Check it out. Number five. Now, first up this week, we got an Uncle Matt special. What do I always say? This is a game from a series that's really near and dear to my heart. Oh, my goodness. It's Warriors Orochi 4, developed by Omega Force, published by Koei Tecmo. This is out for Switch, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. What is Warriors Orochi? Have you never played an Orochi game? Do you not know what it is? Oh my god, it's like if you took Dynasty Warriors and you took Samurai Warriors and you smashed them together. It's like you were a little kid on the playground. You got your G.I. Joes and your Ninja Turtles and now they're all fighting together. Oh my god, so good. So many characters. You got 170 characters from both of those games plus you know unique ones from the Orochi series. You got new, I think there's like five or six new characters brand new to any series in this game because now they're bringing in Greek gods and Norse gods. And it's just, I mean, it's a Warriors game. So if you like Warriors, you're going to love this because you're going to play with all your favorite characters. You're going to be going through all these crazy revamped battlefields. They will be... You know, pretty much the same ones, I think, mostly from Dynasty Warriors 8 and Samurai Warriors 4. So you'll be fighting on the same battlefield areas, but they'll be revamped with the Warriors Orochi theme. And some of these stages actually are like two-parters. Like if there's like a big castle stage, you'll start in the bottom with a castle from Dynasty Warriors, and then halfway up, it'll turn into the layouts from Samurai Warriors. You get a little bit of a jumble up, you get a little bit of a matchup, which is what Warriors Orochi is all about. All your favorite characters here. You command a three-man team in any one battle, and each of those, each character has its own little type. You can have like speed type, technique, and I think power. And they all come with their own styles of abilities, like little special abilities you can use. New to the series in this update, in this edition, is magic. Now each character has his own kind of magic attacks. You hold down a bumper button and you hit the face buttons, and it's like, you know, giant AoE damage or like raining down poison or elemental effects. Really cool stuff. I love the Warriors Orochi series because it's stable. It's solid. You can play Warriors Orochi 1, 2, 3, and 4 and not have to deal with all like the, the really weird system changes that they introduce in some of the Dynasty Warriors games. Like you can go from like 3 to 4 and it's the same, but if you start going into like 6, now all the characters, the character models are different. They got different weapons. They got all this other stuff. Warriors Orochi is all your favorites. Like I said, it kind of pulls from 8 and 4 a little more than some of the other ones, but it has that classic Warriors feel. So if you don't like 
the strange directions they went. Like, what was it, 9 that just came out? There was an open world game and you had to do all these crazy missions. You don't have to do that shit in Warriors of Rochi 4. It's classic. You drop into the stage, you go do the stuff, you kill enemies, you kill thousands upon thousands of enemies. You destroy enemy generals, you get cool loot. The only the only drawback to this, if you did like the system in the past, is there's no like base camp setup. And I think it was Warriors of Rochi 3. You could pick your team, go into camp, and it'd be like, hey, go over here to forge your weapons. Go over here to manage your items. Go over here. Now it's all menu-driven, but you still get all that good character interaction. You get a group of three characters from all the different franchises. They'll be interacting, bantering back and forth. Really cool stuff. I love Warriors of Rochi. Like I said, it's just like you're in the sandbox with your two favorite franchises. Now they're together. Now you're having a great time. It's awesome. I love it. It's out now. I'm going to get it. I'm going to have a great time. Boom. Number four. So Bandai Namco's added again, everybody. As of October 19th, Soul Calibur VI has graced us with its presence in the world. What a fantastic series this is. I have a storied history with this particular series. And by uh-huh. storied, I mean, one, I loved Two, I loved. And three, I went insane on and never played a Soul Calibur game again. So, (laughs) (laughs) what is it, of course? Well, guess what? It's a fighting game. But what makes this one better and cooler than all the other fighting games is the fact that every single character in it wields some kind of crazy weapon blade of some kind. And that is why it's amazing. You get characters all over the board. You got nunchucks. You got... Ivy with her freaking thorn, you know, blade whip. It's freaking amazing. Siegfried mm-hmm. with his giant great sword. Nightmare with the alternate giant great sword. Keelik with his stupid bow staff that nobody loves or cares about. All <laughs> sorts of wonderful characters with all sorts of cool abilities, different strengths, different weaknesses going at it. You want to make sure that you understand how to set up your combos. Do the parries, do the dodges, do the blocks. And new to Soul Calibur 6, they have this thing called a, what is it, a reversal edge. And what this does, it allows you to, like, when a player's coming up and about to do an attack, you get, like, a flash second to counter that and then Mm -hmm. dive in and lead the attack. This is not uncommon. It's in a lot of other fighting games. But now it's in Soul Calibur 6, boys and girls, which adds all sorts of new strategy and timing to an already fantastic fighting game. Oh, God, that just sounds so good. This does not carry on the story, though. This is actually going back to part one story and revisiting it. And as it says, finding hidden truths. <laughs> and let me just say it's a load of shit <laughs> because nobody cares about the Soul Calibur story because it makes uh-huh. absolutely no sense. It never has. It never will. If you're playing for the story, you're an insane person. Now, with that being said, the story mode is cool. As it always is, it's fun just to go around and go into the different areas and then the just outlandish ridiculousness of, why are you here? <laughs> I heard you came through a portal. Now I'm going to fight you because I heard you took the eye out of my sister. What? I came through a portal. You just said I came through a portal. Yeah, but you know what? You had time. You had time. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Let's fight and I'll beat you and then I'll ascend to the clouds and fight some other random weird dude. That's great. Yes, that's what you get. There's also, of course, multiplayer modes. Uh, which I hear are pretty cool. I don't really know too much about them, but I'm I'm assuming it's the typical story-like stuff you go through, and you can fight your with you know with a partner, da 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 da, all that good stuff. 
build your characters, mm. which, oh yeah, <laughs> build your character. Man, you got over a hundred little spaces to build all sorts of different characters and people. I've already seen like Ronald McDonald out there and a couple other crazy ones. <laughs> yeah. So so if you're like you're interested in not just playing as your you know typical Soul Calibur characters, you can actually build your own and just have all sorts of grand adventures, raising and pillaging all the different baddies that you come across in this world. That's the way to do it. And you know what, Matt? To tie it all together about something you're going to be talking about, the special mm-hmm. character, because if you didn't know, Soul Calibur typically always has a special character to it they introduce to the series for funsies, is Geralt from The Witcher. So, is he in this yes, one? Yes, he is I, in this I, one, Matt. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember because I heard it so long ago. I think it's when it was officially announced because they just announced that Tubi from Nier Automata will be in it too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, What's, maybe that was the last one? Because I always get Soul Calibers confused because I've never been really into them. Mm-hmm. Yep, nope, Geralt's here, my friend. And yes, and the other oh, one is, boy. there you go, the uh, chick from Nier. So if you're looking for some fun and you want to get good at playing with swords, blades, stabs, all that good stuff, check out Soul Calibur because it's a tried and true classic and it does everything it needs to in this one to keep the franchise smart, sick, and amazing. And of course, I didn't state, it is on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, no Nintendo Switch. God, it's terrible. Terrible. Man, you know, every time one comes out, I've never gotten into Soul Calibur because I'm not a big 3D fighter guy, mm-hmm. but every time one comes out, I go, man, that looks so cool. Mm-hmm. That looks so slick and sexy. I just want to play that. I want to be that like hula hoop blade girl and just like... Oh, yeah, she is amazing. What was her name? God. Kula uh, or K- K- Kira or some, some Tila or tacky? Some, something with it. Was it Tacky? No, that's the No, ninja. no, Tacky is the... Tira. Yeah. Tira, Tira, that's her. Yep, Tira. I was close. Yeah, you had see, it. See, it's yep. fine. There it is. But yeah, I see that, and then I see all the all the creative character stuff, and I'm just like, I need to get this. And I go, I got too many games. Don't do it. Yeah. And I don't, then I never I'm in the same it. boat. I, you know, plus, like I told you, part three, I learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. Why is it? How do they know what I'm going to do? It's impossible. Impossible. <laughs> yes. Uh, many, many heart attacks were had. But, of course, mm. I do miss Cervantes, my man. I'll always miss him. He's so amazing. Pirate dude. Yeah. The best character ever in that series. But, eh, <laughs> you know, like you said, there's so much to do, so much to play. Number three. And hey, speaking of so much to do and so much to play, what you should play is Thronebreaker The Witcher Tales. This is out, like I said, PC right now. So if you got a good PC, you need to be getting this on good old games. It's only 30 bucks. Oh my god. It's also going to be coming to PS4 and Xbox One in December. I think the release date is December 12th. That's what I looked up. Developed and published by CD Projekt Red. Oh my god. If you love The Witcher, you need to be playing this game. When I first heard it announced, they were like, hey, look, it's a new story in the Witcher universe. And I was like, okay, but it's got card battle mechanics like Gwent. And I was like, oh, it can't be a very good story. But from what I've been hearing from all the reviews and all the previews, you're talking about a 40-hour campaign with all the moral choice and weighty decisions of a Witcher game. So you're, you know, you're traveling around. You're basically the queen of this big army. I'm assuming something bad happens because you got to fight wars in different places. But you're going around collecting followers, and your choices can make those followers, you know, join you, not join you. All the followers have specific skills that can help you out either in battle or in storyline things. So if, like, you know, 
Bobby the Knight over here, he's from Bajuju Land, and you got to go through Bajuju Land, you know, talk to the, the knights and the king and whatever. If you got Bobby on your team, he's going to be like, hey, look, I'm from Bajuju Land. Hey, you might have easier passage. Or if he's like a dirty mercenary that everybody hates, maybe you'll have a harder time. And it's important to keep those followers with you because they give you access to their hero cards, which you use in battle. And like I said, I've teased it before. The battling all takes place in the Gwent mechanic. Now, what I really did like about this is, I mean, it is the, the newfangled Gwent, so it's kind of more hearthstone where you're attacking other cards and destroying other cards. But from what I've seen, some of the battles you can resolve in the traditional Gwent fashion. Like, you don't have to destroy cards. If you can get, you know, within that round, the higher total on your side than the enemy side, you'll route them. They'll flee. You'll move on to the new round with new cards. So that totally speaks to me because I don't like the Hearthstone attacking style of Gwent that the standalone Gwent game went to. So in this story, as you're going along, as you're battling, you're exploring six different maps, all different themes of different areas in the Witcher universe that you haven't been to before, like the Dwarven area of Mahakam, which apparently is a big snowy, like mountainous region. You get to explore that. You get to go through all these maps you know, doing the main quests, doing side quests, finding puzzle battles that require you to use specific decks to clear them. You know, you get a certain number of cards, you got to clear this battle in this many turns or do this much damage or survive this much damage or whatever it is. So this really, I mean, it really gives you a full RPG and a full card battle game. So if you want, if you like either one of those, I think this is going to be the perfect blending of both. I'm not a big card battle guy, but... The fact that I'm getting a 40-hour campaign mm -hmm. with full-on Witcher story, that's going to seal the deal. Now, the only bad thing I've heard about this is that you can't save specific decks at this point. I'm sure that's going to come in the future. So if you know the next battle, you're going to be dealing with a lot of archers or whatever it is. You can't save a deck like Archer Counter Deck. You have to go through, redo your deck each time, or, you know, fight the battle, lose, go, okay, well, I need this, 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 this. But I'm sure that's going to be coming down the line because that's what they do. That's what they did in Witcher 3. That's what they did in Gwent. I'm sure that's going to be coming. This just looks phenomenal. I mean, it looks it looks gorgeous, too. Like, it looks really good. It sounds really good. The map screen kind of plays from an isometric perspective. So you're kind of, you're kind of walking around Diablo style, like down the road and around, you know, to find the different towns and stuff. And then when you go into story segments, it's kind of, you know, like kind of cut scene like here's the backdrop here's your two character portraits they're animated as they're talking back and forth i mean it it just looks so good cd project red does the right thing with every single game they make this one looks like no exception as soon as i saw it in action i was 100 percent sold on it i just wish i had a better computer so i'm going to be waiting until december to finally be playing this game but I'm jealous of all you suckers with the good computers because you should be playing it right now and you should be just <laughs> rubbing it in my face going, hey, sucker, look at all this cool shit I do. And I go, oh, man, I got to wait. Uh, I got the computer, Matt, but I don't got the money to get it. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so at least I can't hate you. Exactly. Well, you can hate me, but for like my five million other reasons, probably. <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah. oh, man. Dang it. Good. I hell, I still gotta play Witcher three, so you know, someday down the road, <laughs> I'll finish it. I'll finish it. I got to skip. I got to that Lake, island of Snarba Barba. Yeah. Number two. So this game would be 
you know, we can't not mention this one. Uh, you know, it's just this tiny little game, Matt. I don't even. I always forget. Are you, what are you doing like Eric's like mini game showcase? Yeah, yeah. Is this that's like what a... I'm trying to flip it up here. Mini game showcase, and it's this tiny <laughs> little game by Rockstar. It's called Red Dead Redemption Two. I don't know. People are getting all in a tizzy about it. And I've yeah, never yeah. never heard of anything like that. Well, it's easy. Is... Yeah, it's an indie developer. These small people. They made like this GTA game. So neat, you know. And now now they're starting hmm. to get some cash in. It's crazy. Whatever. <laughs> She's so. This game apparently is a prequel to their other Red Dead Redemption game that they came out mm. with a long time ago. So you already know how it's going to end for the most part. So this is a buildup yeah. of Arthur and his gang and uh, Dutch and all these characters and how they got to the points where they were up in Red Dead Redemption, the original. Mm. So in that sense, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know. It's neat, but I, you know, prequels always like cool. But since you already know, like, oh, he's going to die, or she's not going to die, or he's going to turn into this, or turn into that, or do things, no spoilers, you're like, well, all right, neato, I guess. Doesn't matter what I do. So, Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird when I heard that, because I was assuming it was like, oh, 10 years later, there's something else going on, or whatever, mm-hmm. or you're playing a totally different character. But then they're like, hey, it's a prequel. And I went, but I know this gang breaks up, and the guy's got to get hired to go shoot him, because that's what happened. But I will say, I mean, from what I see, like doing gang stuff looks really cool. So mm-hmm. I can see why they did it because that looks freaking awesome when they're doing like train heists. And shit. Yes. Oh my god! And see, that's the beauty of this game is this is this is exactly one of those titles I had zero interest in. Not gonna lie, no interest. I think I've mentioned it before. It was the same mm-hmm. with God of War. Didn't care. Had no interest in it. Now, and they're reeling you <laughs> back in just like they did with that one. Here they are. Oh, I'm watching people play this, and I'm gonna tell you one quick story of uh, a particular streamer, Gathalian, in a second. But I'm watching individuals play this game, and I'm falling in love with it just through watching it. Because as uh-huh. you said, you're part of a gang, you're part of Dutch's gang, and stuff is going down. Everything's going bonkers. It later clears up. Who knows? Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Once again, I shouldn't say spoilers. Any of the who's you're doing, like you said, train heists. You're out there, like, oh hey, I need you to go get this dude up right now, and you'll go to the town to find this guy. And then some other dude's like, I'm taking him out. I'm killing him. You're like, no, you're not. So you go to kill him, and then all of a sudden you're in this huge six-on-one brawl going on. But the best part about it is because you're in this gang, guess what? Old Henry over here was happening to be over there trying to get some information. He sees you're in trouble. Randomly, he comes running over to help you out, starts fighting with you. Now it's a 2 one 6 battle going on. People are cheering. People are going nuts because the NPCs can be interacted with. All of them can be interacted with. You can punch them, shoot them, kill them, whatever. It doesn't matter. And there's always repercussions for those actions. That's another thing that got me so interested in the game. Because, I mean, before you'd have, like, a guy would run up and be like, you suck, John Marston, and you could, like, shoot him, and then that would be it. Mm-hmm. But, like, that you can actually have conversations with some of these NPCs. I've, you know, I've seen just a couple, like, quick little video hits of it. It was just like, you can walk up to a guy on the street and just talk to him. Like, that's freaking awesome. That's freaking amazing. Yep. I mean, it sounds little, <laughs> and it sounds stupid for me to say that, but in an open-world game, they're not just bodies walking around yeah, just nothingness just there yeah. yeah you can talk to them not only can you talk to them but oftentimes they say different things so depending mm-hmm. on where they're at what time of the day is what's going on they'll say different stuff to you and even sometimes they don't even tell you it's not like there's a quest bubble over their heads but if you interact with different individuals and then you get into a scenario in that town or something later on 
depending on your actions, that person may or may not help come in with a good word, this or that. So everything you do kind of has like a little bit of detail on the world around you. Mm-hmm. And then the cooler part, too, is that the actual quest, those like just I'm randomly out and uh, somebody's uh, wagons breaks down or the horses get loose and you go out and you get them all back together. Say that person's like, hey, thanks. You really did me a solid. You didn't have to help them. You could have just kept going. Heck, you could have shot the guy, stole his horses, whatever. But if you help them, mm-hmm. then you go along about your business. You end up in that town later on in the game and the sheriff's trying to get you, you know, capture you because you stole a cookie. All of a sudden, old Sen Bowie comes out and says, Oh, he's a good guy. He helped me with my horses back there. Hey, don't you, you give him a pass. Yeah, I'll buy his cookie. Here you go. Boom. <laughs> now in a scenario where you're going to end up having to kill the sheriff and then, of course, get run out of town and then you're, that mm-hmm. town's over with, now you're saved because you you did a thing, you know, two, three hours ago. The mm-hmm. dynamics of that are fantastic. Uh, it just instantly went, oh, I want to be there. I want that to uh-huh. be me making cold-blooded decisions. Which brings me to a funny little story before I go into the gang part and like your camp. So, mm-hmm. as I said, there's a streamer I watched, Gathalian. Cool guy. Check him out, definitely. Uh, he was he had a guy on the back of his horse, and he, and he had to get, press him for information, right? So he's on his horse, and he's goofing off. He's trying to find some train tracks to tie this guy to. You know, He's decided mm-hmm. this is the way he wants to get information from him. 15 minutes of trying to find the perfect set of train tracks in which there's a train that's going to be coming anytime soon, obviously. Otherwise, you're going to stay in there for an hour, two hours. Finally gets there. All this time, all this setup for it, all this laughing and saying what he's going to do. He gets there. He's got the guy tied up. He, he he takes him on the roll tracks, lays him down, and then he starts walking away, puts his hand behind his back, starts to the interrogation. The whole time, he's like, you're going to tell me, right? You're looking back, and you see the son of a gun wiggling around. All of a sudden, his hands come free. He sits up, undoes his own legs, and then just starts awesome. running off. <laughs> 20 minutes of buildup, thinking you're going to mm-hmm. be this cool bad man pajama. If you don't tell me what I need to know, I'm letting the train kill you. <laughs> Dude uh. just gets out of his bonds and runs away. It's like, whatever, man. <laughs> oh, instantly, that part, I was like, okay. Gosh dang it, man. I want to uh, play this now. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, and they goes, he goes into his camp. Because like you said, the different gangs have camps outside of the different towns. And you go set mm. up and you can craft things to make your camp, your little camp area, cooler and better. And Which, of course, if you didn't know, there's a crafting system in which you can get all sorts of saddles and camp stuff, following stuff, all this. Which I think is going to play into the multiplayer aspect down the road. Because they intend to do oh, yeah. like a GTA with this. In which they're going to have this whole multiverse going and people interacting and having a good time. So this Mm -hmm. is only the beginning. But you can customize your camp and make it the way you want it to be. You can customize, obviously, your character, Arthur, you know, give him the beard, give him the clean shave, you know. Oh, that's the other thing that I thought was so cool, not to interrupt, but they were talking about, like, as day and night progress in real time, so too does your character, like, actually Mm -hmm. grow hair, and he can get really skinny if you don't eat or, like, fatter if you do eat. Like, stuff from... GTA San Andreas that they haven't done ever since then. It's back now in this game. And I was just like, I love character customization. Oh my God, that's so cool. Yes, that was amazing. And then you can do the same thing with the horses. Like you can get horses, you know, different colored horses, all that. If you don't mm-hmm. treat them right, they get all scared and finicky. You can, you know, be loyal to them, treat them right, and then they get all loyal. You know, the basics, mm-hmm. all that stuff, all is there. Your campmates, everything you say and do with them depends on whether they like you or think you're a complete douche magoosh. 
So mm-hmm. it just all ties into every interaction you have. There's like different chains of dialogue in which you can be the good guy, the bad guy, the indifferent guy, and it just builds and builds and builds and builds into this whole character that you mm-hmm. get to make and actually feels different because you you can and will have completely different experiences depending on what kind of play style you have. Oh, yeah. It's just crazy. And, of course, I don't need to say it. It's Rockstar. The graphics are fantastic. The music's really mm-hmm. good. The voice acting's on point. Just a gorgeously awesome game with all sorts of cool customizable things, unique pathways for you to explore and be whoever you want to be. It's a Wild West game, which you don't see a ton of. Man, I didn't want to like this game. I didn't want to buy this mm-hmm. game. I just wanted to disappear and... Now I'm like, God, I got to donate blood, which, funny story, real-life friend Brent donated blood today and bought the game Mm. yesterday. So he had to (laughs) sacrifice his plasma, and he now owns this game. That's how good it is. People are giving up their blood to buy it, and I'm thinking of doing the same. (laughs) You know, the more we're talking about it right now, I'm just like, I'm going to get off the podcast, and I'm just going to go start downloading it. I'm just going to go on PSN and just get it Mm -hmm. because... Yeah, I have to get it. I have to get it too. I I, I was gonna. Tr- I tried not to, but it's. I can't miss mm. this one. This is gonna be another God of the War one. Where if I miss this, I'll forever regret it. Mm. <sighs> but I will tell you guys. Lastly, PlayStation Four, Xbox, PC uh, plays best on the Xbox One X. From what I've heard, with all the you know bells and whistles, bells and, and whistles, everything yeah. makes it look gorgeous. So if you can and have all the systems, that's probably where you're gonna want to buy it. But I have heard that it's still gorgeous no matter what on all the platforms. You know, duh. As is. So there you go, man. This game's awesome. Get it. Don't don't miss don't miss out. I wanna I wanna tie a man to train train tracks and have uh-huh. him run away from me too, just so I can shoot him in his kneecaps and then get caught by a sheriff <laughs> and just go back to town and murder everybody. Good stuff, good stuff. Great game. Check it out. <laughs> Number one. To wrap up tonight, we finally got information on what the PlayStation Classic games are going to be for both North North America and, of course, Japan. Because if you didn't know, when it comes to PlayStation, they love, they love, love, love to just segregate us from them and make themselves better <laughs> than us. You know, they can't help it. They just can't stop themselves. So I'll go ahead and verbatim read out the list. We'll kind of talk about it a little bit. And then I'll just say why I'm sad because there's a couple key ones. The Japanese are getting it. We're not getting. All right. Are you ever, is everybody ready? You all ready for this? And let me just say, it is still some cool titles. So it's not all bad. Battle Arena Toshinden. Don't have a clue what that one is. Sounds that's great. That's a, a 3D fighter, kind of like Soul Calibur, actually. I think you got weapons. You know, obviously it's PlayStation 1, so. Okay, yeah. Old school. Chunky graphics. Cool Borders 2. I remember this game. It was big for its time. You know, I'll give okay. it some props. It was all right. I never played that one. All right. Destruction Derby. I have no idea what this one is. Do you know what that one I is? I mean, the the like the like the two-second clip they showed in their uh-huh. announcement thing, yeah. it looked kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, it's a Demolition Derby. I mean, yeah, what, we, what we figure that, of course. You got Final Fantasy VII. That's an amazing game. Of course. Fine. Have a great time with that one. Don't just hem and haul, yeah. Matt. That is a great game. Don't be on the side of the world. It's overrated. It's probably only like the sixth best Final Fantasy. <laughs> well, you know me. I'm a, I'm a 2D Final Fantasy That's guy. That's true. Yeah. Still, it's a legendary game. It I'll is. Give you that. It is. Grand Theft Auto, the OG. 
That's a good classic. one. Classic. Exactly. I played that one to death. Yep. Intelligent Cube. That's a good puzzle game. I'll give it that. I always heard good stuff about it, but I never played it. Mm-hmm. You got Jumping Flash. I have no idea what that is. I don't know if you know that one. Don't know. I couldn't I couldn't even parse out the two-second clip. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know I what that is. I have no idea. Metal Gear Solid, the OG. The legend! Yeah, the legend! Oh, that one is a good one. If you love Metal Gear Solid, which I don't, mm-hmm. but I should. It is amazing. But you will. And I will. You get it. I'm going to get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Driller, a fantastic game. Great choice. Good on him. I think I played one on my DS Lite when I was in my flashcard phase. You know, awesome. Like you said, really underrated, mm-hmm. really cool. I agree with that one. Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey. This was a fantastic game as well. Kind of like brought about a whole cool little era of the puzzle, adventure gaming type thing going on. Like Lemmings, but better. That's one I never played. I played the third Abe's game, which was pretty good, but I never played the OG. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Rayman, what needs to be said? That's a great platformer adventure type game. Good things. What needs to be said is that I've never played that one Oh, my God, man. (laughs) (laughs) Resident Evil Director's Cut. Duh. A fantastic game as well. Oh, Just got to love the dog room. You played this one. I was never a big RE fan, but I I acknowledge the legendary status of this one as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. Revelations, Persona. (sighs) Now, see, this one I've never played. However, Uh I'm now a Persona fan, and now I Mm -hmm. want to play this one. So this one's definitely a big thumbs up, ready to rock and roll on my list. This is basically the reason I want to get this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ridge Racer Type 4. Not my shtick, not been a big fan of racing games, but... I couldn't tell you yeah, if that's a great way. one or not. Mm-hmm. Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. I never played yes. this one. <laughs> oh, my God. I played the Game Boy Advance port. I love Super Puzzle Fighter. I love it so much. This is another really good one. Oh, well, there you go. Siphon Filter. I don't know. Not my shtick. I don't know if it holds <laughs> up. <laughs> we talked about this before we went on the air. I liked it when it was first out, and then I got like a retro copy of it. I went to the retro game store. And I was like, hell yeah, siphon filter, and I put it in. It was like 10 years later, and I went, oh, boy, that doesn't hold up well at all. So, yeah. again, legendary status, or, or maybe gold status. I'll give it gold status. Maybe not legendary, but a famous game, so I can see why they did it. Mm-hmm. Tekken 3, duh, that's a no-brainer. I, re- I expected that one to be on there from the word go. Great fighter, mm. awesome stuff, classic, made that that whole tournament, Tekken 3 time when everybody was playing in tournaments. It was just, it was a thing, you know what I mean? It was a moment in time. Yeah. So, no surprise there. Mm-hmm. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. I don't I never played it. I have no idea. I never played it either, but I, I always heard so much good stuff about it. Because mm-hmm. that's what you actually have to, like, tactically plan, because mm-hmm. you get shot and dead in one hit. So Beautiful. I can dig it. Twisted Metal. This is, again, a classic. Yeah, yeah. It has to be on here. No surprise that it is. If you don't know, you run around in crazy vehicles blowing each other up in arenas. I can guarantee this one doesn't hold up, though. Oh, God, I can guarantee no. it. Ugh. God. <laughs> like, I tried, to, I tried to watch somebody play Twisted Metal Black the other day, and I was like, oh, that looks awful. That, that looks awful. And that was on PS2. Mm-hmm. So this one's just going to be, oof. Real bad. And lastly, Wild Arms. And this title is just a part of my heart. It's a part of my RPG mm-hmm. history, so I love and adore it to death, but this is another one we talked about off-air, and it does not hold up. Holy cow, no. it's a disgusting-looking video game. So while I'm yeah. happy it's there, 
<laughs> I don't think you're just run-of-the-mill individual. Even an individual who appreciates RPGs is going to be able to get mm. behind this one because it yeah. just does not look good anymore whatsoever. <laughs> I, I even played it at the time, and it was ugly then, exactly. but it was still passable. Mm-hmm. And now, anytime I look at it, I just go, oh, the, the 2D stuff in the overworld, that still looks good. But you go into those chibi polygons, oh, yeah, no. Bad mamma jamma. So that's the 20 games. That's the list we got. Like I said, there's some good titles in there. But for myself, mm-hmm. there's a lot of notably missing ones that I am just angry. You know, Final Fantasy Tactics, Chrono Cross, yeah. uh, Soul Reaver. Where are these at? Where's Parasite mm. Eve at, huh? Well, I can tell you where it's at, Matt. <laughs> Parasite Eve is over on the Japanese version because, as I said, mm. they got a couple different games. They got, like, a Gradius game we didn't get. They got the Ark the Lad series that we didn't get. They got the Saga Frontier, which we didn't get. Mm. And, of course, as I just said, they got Parasite Eve. I think those would have been much better titles than, you know, some of these weirder ones that I've never even heard of. But that's just And, and I'll start throwing in, where are Final Fantasy VIII and nine. Yes. If you're going to have seven, put them both on there. Exactly. Also... Where in the ever-loving Shazbot are Suikoden 1 and 2? Oh. My absolute favorites. Where is Xenogears oh, so I can not beat it again? Oh. <laughs> These titles. Where? Uh, and I think the killer for me is... Like I want to get it for Persona and you know a couple of these other ones. But for the, for the most part, all these games that I remember that I like, I still have my physical hard copies of them. They're in the tote. I can pull them out, and I can pull out my PS1 out of the tote, too. Or I can just go over here to my PS3, just feed them right in the disk drive, and just play them like normal. So 100 bucks to play one game out of... Whew, That's a no-go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's only one or two on there that I'm really interested in. So once mm-hmm. again, 100 bucks just isn't quite worth it for me. But if they had included maybe five or six of the ones I have just mentioned, I would have considered mm-hmm. grabbing it up for Christmas. You know, when I got some extra bucks on my hands, because it'd be great to just put on the TV down here and throw in. But they didn't. They didn't do it, Mm -hmm. Matt. And I don't even think they really added any great, like, you know, just fun kid games, really, except for Rayman, Mr. Driller, you know. Nothing really big on there that, like, I could even justify going, hey, the kids would love it. So, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, man. The kids will love Metal Gear Solid, I can guarantee Yeah, they'll totally understand and get into that quick. (laughs) Hey, hey, Elaine will love hearing all the crazy voices and dialogue in that. She will probably like that part, yes. yes. See, there you go. Oh, goodness. So, what do you guys think? (laughs) What are some of the missing games out there for this bad boy that should have been there? No-brainer. Because I'll mention one more. Uh, Resident Evil 2 and 3. Duh. Like mm. you said, if you're going to put one, why don't you put them all on there? It just makes sense. What ones are mm. missing for all of you out there? All you old folks who've played the PlayStation back in the heyday and, and go, ah, these are my favorite titles. And, and of course, they're missing millions of them. Mm. I want to hear. And I want to hear. Maybe maybe somebody out there is like, hey, these are the coolest titles in the whole wide world. This is the best PlayStation classic you could ever come up with. You know what? I want to know. I'm curious. And hey, if you want to let us know your thoughts on all that stuff, head on over to the Impostors Wrap-Up, where we tell you all about how to do that. Impostors Wrap-Up. So yes, let us know your thoughts on the PlayStation Mini, the PlayStation 1 Classic, whatever it actually is called, because all the websites call it two, like a million different things. I don't even know. Let us know what you think. And hey, if you got any other questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to talk about, if you just want to say hi... 
You can drop us a line via email info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme. And by golly, you can still find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed you can. You can also find us over at Patreon, where you, too, can head on over there and say, these guys were great. These guys deserve a buck, two bucks, five bucks, a thousand bucks, one million dollars. Because you know what? We treat it just like a tip jar, and everything you can and do for us is very much appreciated. And to our current patrons, as always, we very much appreciate you guys and gals. You make the show what it is, and you keep us motivated to keep on chugging along and putting this out there. If you cannot, however, tip, because you know what? Money is tight. You got to live your life. You got to pay them bills. You can. You got to buy Red Dead Redemption 2. You got to donate plasma for Red Dead Redemption 2. You can support (laughs) us with, like I said, feedback on the questions we're asking you, comments on Facebook, likes, all the good things on the Twitters and the, and the iTunes and all the other accessories and computer things out in the world that tell us we're good. That's an idea. There you go. <laughs> there we go, indeed. And hey, this podcast, of course, drops every two weeks on Tuesday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 13th of November for our very next episode, and you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Podbean, and on Spotify, and on YouTube, for God's sakes. And if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a view, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services. Follow us on Twitch, for God's sakes, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. And with that, we always say we appreciate those five-star reviews. If you want to hear a couple fantastic five-star stories, hey, why don't you go listen to our Halloween special over at Third Shift Proper because we had a good time, everybody. I'm just saying, if you only listen to this one, you might want to just check the Halloween special out. We had a little bit of a time and maybe a couple guest appearances. And with that, man, we indeed have a little <laughs> bit of a time, Eric. I do declare I do we had declare. ourselves a time. Oh, see, I'm getting, I'm getting into that old oh, west yeah. style here. I'm see, already, already in my red dead. You ready? I do declare. I do declare. I am Arthur. <laughs> I shall put on my hat and put be on proper. my top hat. Hello. <laughs> and with that, Matt, there's nothing else to say. But don't, don't forget, forget to, to say I do the crazy.